Hello and welcome everyone. It's Paul and I back again talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Paulie. How's it going, guys? And it's a day early May. It's finally looking like spring. Sun tried to peek its head out a little bit early today. It was kind of adorable. A, t- a tiny, a tiny bit. Tiny yeah. Bit. The temperatures are. I feel like we're actually going to have a spring this year. Next week it's supposed to be in the 80s, but we had a few weeks of spring actually this year. So. Right. That's it's a refreshing change. From, as opposed to going just from uh, winter right into summer. Yeah, and it seems like the last few years that's what's happened. But mm. all right, enough of, about the weather. Uh, Jason, what's going? All right, Polly. What happened this week? All right, so we're gonna Brewers uh, after a kind of up and down start. Um, a six-game winning streak going. Uh, five games, sorry. Um, snapped uh, by the Cubs on Sunday, but they have the Reds, who have three wins on the season. Uh, I think they're going to Cincinnati, but should be an easy Caesar, easy series. Uh, sitting at fifteen and eight on the year. And again, it's early, so we're not going to touch on baseball too much. But Brewers uh, 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 looking up on the trage- trajectory. And so, yeah, that's what I've got in the Brewers. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of nothing, you know, business as usual right now. All right, so we're going to move on to the NBA. The second round started on Sunday. Bucks got a huge 101 to 89 victories over the Celtics. Um they are Bucks are currently not looking good in the second game. It is on uh live right now, but uh, game 1 just pure defense. I think the Celtics had 40 points in the first half. 42, 43, something like that. Uh, looked great on defense. Had a huge game one win. Uh, and the saying goes, you steal home court uh, advantage, which the Bucks currently have. I mean, before the series started, if you're telling me we can go – a win in Boston and go back to Milwaukee for game three, I would have been ecstatic. So it looked great in the first game. Uh, and your thoughts, Jason? Yes, I agree. And for them to go get that first win when particularly all the talk, you know, was Boston's defense and the will Milwaukee be able to respond against, you know, a team like Boston without Chris Middleton. And so for them to come out and win that first game was huge. And now they can kind of, you know, they can lose this second game. Not if you want to lose any game, but you know, they can afford this a loss at Boston, go back to Milwaukee one, one, 
and they still have, you know, like you say, home court advantage in this series until they lose one in Milwaukee. Exactly. And it, like you said, the the game one, just dominant performance. Getting out, out of there with a win is huge. Um, Warriors also kind of funny that I don't want to, I don't know what the term is. I don't want to say funny, but the Grizzlies are the two seeds. The Warriors are the seventh seed. Uh, Warriors come out with a 117-116 over the favored Grizzlies. I don't know in Vegas if it's the that way, but um, Clay hits a game-winning three with 30 seconds left. Um, the Warriors show their dominance. Obviously, a closer game than the Bucks victory, but um, I want to hear your comments, and then we're gonna gonna get to the uh, Draymond ejection. Mm. What well, thoughts on the game itself? It was Golden State doing Golden State stuff. I expect them. I fully expect them to win this series. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. Memphis is the two and Golden State's the three, but <laughs> I mean, really, though, re- regular season record aside, Golden State is the better team. Absolutely. I, I agree. And they have all their pieces in place. Um, Jordan Poole has been a revelation for them this season. Uh, it's been called the third version of the death lineup. And I, I mean, I I think they're going to the finals. I think we'll we'll see with Devin Booker coming back. I know the Suns had an amazing season this year. I still I'm still taking the Warriors to go to the finals. I, I just don't know how they're going to be stopped. Yeah, agreed. They're they're the Warriors again. Um, maybe Phoenix, I mean, Phoenix, Chris Paul's doing Chris Paul stuff, but I I don't know, man. I still think Dallas beats Phoenix, but, and I think, but I think Phoenix has a better chance. Okay. Well, we talked about it last week, you know. Yeah, we did. Um, then, uh, just quickly on Draymond, I, I think he got a tech two on this. He did. He was stupid. Um, because of his reputation, it was not. It was a basketball play. I'm it, sorry. It, it wasn't. You're talking about the jersey tug, like yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't a basketball play. Like you call the you call the basic technical on it because you're not you're not trying to make a basketball play there. You're yanking on the dude to like. <laughs> get him out of the play like it's like when somebody's got a free shot at the basket and you come up and you like hack his arm and just kind of yank him so he can't get up like it's not a bad foul but it's a flagrant because like that's very clearly not a basketball play you weren't even trying to like defend it you were just trying to make sure he didn't make the make the bucket that's a different there's a difference okay okay so you've got to call the the basic flagrant on it i think but to get ejected for that is just ridiculous. But it's Draymond Green, so of course they're going to do it. Yeah, he, I... he, 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 to be fair, 
he has a history of like flailing his arms and hitting people in the nether region and doing all these like really i I wouldn't go as far to call him dirty but it's very non-basketball motions that are and then he sits there like what what do you mean my arm my leg just flails out towards people's ball sacks all the time like it just happens like shut up man like nobody's buying that crap like just own it but okay I, it, uh, but yeah no, for I, him I, to get I, ejected for that call was ridiculous yes and i i get your point i guess looking back i guess uh um just had a name in my head. Um, since uh, uh, bad boys war, bad boys uh, team, uh, their enforcer. You talking Lim- Lim- Bill Lambeer? Lambeer, yes, and he he was a little different, but oh yeah, that's not that's not what that. I wouldn't put anyone in the league anywhere near what Bill Lambeer was. That guy was an animal. I I guess my point was going to be yes. Basketball's modernized. It should be, but all all great teams have had a guy like that. You can look at, um, I mean, even you could even call Dennis Rodman it not a dirty player, but he stepped beyond the bounds of rules occasionally. Every great team has had that. Draymond, I feel like again the flagrant two was because of his reputation. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think anybody can really argue that seriously. I will say, though, like, to your point about each team having, like, an enforcer type, I like, you know, that makes sense to me. But it doesn't, there's a way to do it that it doesn't involve doing all that, you know, dirty poker stuff. Like, Lambeer just took it, just he didn't care like he was just trying to take you out like look at a guy like look at a guy like bobby portis what he did Uh, for the bucks in the playoffs last year sorry go ahead um and beer who did lambeer clothesline was it mikhail no you're probably talking about larry bird Oh, it wasn't he like clotheslined him in a finals game. I can't. Yeah, and he took a yeah, and then Bird like Bird. went off and just like punched him like eight times, chucked the ball oh. at him. Can you imagine if that would have happened? Like, he have surged a five game suspension, ten game. Oh yeah, like it wasn't even a foul. <laughs> if something like that happened, it'd be. Man, if some if if somebody clotheslined somebody today like they did that, it would be yeah, you're right. It would be a completely different scenario. They would have cleared the floor. Like they might not even continue the game if it was if it played out the exact way. But the league is totally different now. Like you don't have guys who hate each other the way Lambeer and Larry Bird did. Like those guys despised each other. That that's just not today's NBA. I completely agree because they're playing with each other at 13 years old in the uh, AAU. Right. And their prep camps and. They'd rather get on a team with these dudes than, than try to like beat them, you know? Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, yeah, I feel like we could remiss about the old school NBA for a while, but we're going to move on here before we get too deep a rabbit hole. Um, the Heat uh, get a 106-92 to 92 over the Embiid-less uh, 76ers. Um, Harden, 16 points, 5 for 13 from the field. Uh, did did get 9 rebounds, but Harden, man, you got to do better than that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you're missing your warrior, man... Yeah, he's got to show up, like, <laughs> for real, man. <laughs> like, they did all that work to get doughy-ass James Harden. And it's like, all right, well, I mean, I guess this James Harden's better than not James Harden, better than having Ben Simmons on the team, which, yeah, that's probably true. But, man, <laughs> like, talk about a vanishing act. They should call him the magician. <laughs> Oh, all right. I'm I'm done. I'm not gonna rip on him too hard, but I I could go on. Oh, I, I feel like we both could. Um, do Do you see the Sixers? I Sixers winning more than one game in this series because I don't. Uh, I feel like this could be a sweep. Nah, no, I mean, man. Like, I want to say no, like, you know what, I, I, I'm going to decline answer just because, like, I've been kind of doubting Miami all year. And while they haven't looked, you know, phenomenal, they've been winning the games they're supposed to win. And, and you know, put Philly to bed again. So, no, as much as I want to say that, nah, Philly will win a couple and Miami will kind of figure out a way to lose a game or two, maybe, you know, I'm going to say, no, you're probably right. They probably will sweep because my instincts of Miami have been wrong all year. Again, this this Miami team just feels like a Pat Riley old school, just whatever it takes to get the victory team. It's felt like that to me all year. I, I've had my doubts about this team all year also, but I just feel like an old-school Pat Riley team, and there's not a, much else you can say about it. Yeah, uh, we'll see. And it's this this version of Philadelphia isn't going to be much of a test for them either. So it's really going to – we're not – I expect them to win this, even if they don't sweep, you know, Miami should really win this handily, regardless. It, we won't really see a good test of them until the next round. Again, that's the thing about this Boston-Milwaukee series is I feel like whoever comes out of this is going to take Miami down. I mean, I I don't really have any doubts in my mind that whoever wins this series it's going to go to the finals. Yeah, that's my instinct too, but you know, we'll see. Again, like like I said, you know, I don't know what to expect from Miami until I see him play Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah, I I kind of agree. 
Atlanta wasn't much of a threat, you know, and this <laughs> half-broken Philadelphia team isn't going to prove anything. No. All right. Uh, yeah, one more series to talk about. Um, Suns get a 121-114 over the Mavs. Uh, Luca was incredible, 45-10-8. and eight. Not getting much help from the rest of his teammates. Uh, Booker is going to be potentially back in game two from what I've seen. And I... If Luca can put up that stat line and they still lose by seven, I know the Mavs have had a terrific season, but... You you have the Mavs winning this series, so I guess I'll let you take it from there. Well, the rest of the team's got to show up, you know. I think that happens. We'll see what happens when Booker comes back and everything. You know, Chris Paul's going to do Chris Paul stuff, and, you know, Mikhail Bridges is playing well. You know, Phoenix is going to do Phoenix stuff, and yeah, maybe they do win. But I still feel like Dallas has, you know, if they can, with Luka coming back, or with Luka back now, getting his wheels back, the rest of the team's got to show up if they're going to have any chance in this series at all. No, I I completely agree. I mean... You know, Luka can play as well as he wants. Like, we just as we just saw in Game 1, Luka, Luka could score 50. But if the rest of the team shits the bed, they're not going anywhere. And I, I, I do. I mean, outside of Boston, uh, Milwaukee, I do th- th- I would say this is the most second most fascinating series. Uh, Warriors Grizzlies. I think on paper is the most fun series. I want to say. Because I Milwaukee Boston is going to be kind of a grind. I feel like uh, Golden State Memphis. There's going to be a couple track meet games that are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that happening with Boston Milwaukee. I think it's going to be the 105 to 100, uh, 100 to 96 kind of games. Sure. I don't think it's going to open up too much. Uh, like we just talked about, I don't think Heat's. I don't think the Sixers have much of a chance against the Heat. And I feel like the Suns, if if the Mavs can take Game Two in Phoenix, I think that's really going to open up the series. I think if it goes too well, it might go six or seven games, but I think the Suns are going to win it. If the Mavs can take game two, I think it opens up the series a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so that was uh, anything else to say about the NBA that we missed? Um, no, I think that we covered each one. That sounds pretty good for now. We'll, we'll get back to it again next time and see where we're at. See if I'm I a like profit it. or if I don't know what I'm talking about. There we go. Um, yeah, like we said, uh, we're one game into all the division rounds. Uh, 
Milwaukee is losing at halftime. Um, probably going to lose this this game, but like we said, get, getting game one was huge. Um, yeah, so if you're ready, uh, let's uh, introduce our big show here, Jason. Oh, the big show. You mean the 20, Paul and I Talking Sports 2022 NFL Draft Recap? That would be the one. Um, you want you want to start us off? Any uh big thoughts? I mean, I, I mean guess, uh, the the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm just gonna get off my chest is why you trade up so far to go take a wide receiver who's not gonna play for eight months. I mean, I get the guy's gonna be good. You know, I don't even doubt that. But really, really, really. About, uh, Detroit and, yes. Um... Houston Williams, yeah. and he'll find he'll probably be great, but man, it just seemed like one of those things. Like, I don't think you had to do that then. Like, it seemed like they could have waited a little bit, unless they knew like some other team was going to reach on the guy, and they just had to pull the trigger if they wanted him at all. I don't know what See, goes on in the back room of those draft fucking things, but yeah, I. I I've I've thought about this for a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna try to pull up the first round here because I need to have have that on screen to have talk about this. But there was a run starting on uh, wide receivers, and I guess if Detroit felt like that was their guy that they wanted, I guess. Detroit is kind of unique because they're not going to compete this year. They're building for the future. And I guess in that sense, it makes more sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Would be, then it would be if green Bay would have moved up to get him, which I heard rumors about. I knew they weren't going to do it. That's not how the Packers draft, but that would have been the case. I feel like it would have been a lot bigger mistake. The Packers need someone. uh, We'll get to it, but Packers needed someone right now. I feel mm. like for Detroit, they can afford it makes to wait. A more yeah, sense I just don't think you need to give up that much. Like, I I think they could wait till you know Washington took a wide receiver, but I don't think they would have. You know, they're trying to win today. You know, they're not trying to wait. Does Houston take him if they don't? If he's not there, maybe. But even then, that's two picks, two, three picks down. Like, I just feel like they traded up too far. And I don't think Minnesota uh, was going to pick him. They take. They took Justin Jefferson last year. They've got the guy they need, and they don't. They didn't need wide receiver. They need. You know, they need other stuff. So, I, I just don't think that was the play. I think they could have saved some money basically i mean like i said jameson williams great but again i think they gave up too much to get him that, that that's fair i i guess my current counter argument would be just what i said there yeah and that's a good point that's a good point too here so um i guess my biggest takeaway is uh, I think everyone knew that the Steelers were going to take quarterback at 20. It was just who was going to be there. And Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, 
Pittsburgh like loves to draft uh, Pittsburgh uh, and Phil uh, and uh, Pennsylvania guys. It seems like. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You know. Yeah. Um, but he is the court first quarterback off the board. My big surprise, I guess I'm not shocked by it, but uh, was till the third round, till the next quarterback came off, and I think that shows just what the NFL felt about this quarterback class is it wasn't good. There, yeah, it just yeah. Some guys with talent, but I mean. I think it was the first time since like 87 or something like that, that uh, there had been one guy drafted, one quarterback drafted before the third round, especially with how the drafts had gone. I mean, last year was an outlier. You had five in the first 15, but wow, I was not, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I mean, if it's there, it's there. And that, like, people had been saying it's going to be wide receiver, you know, strong draft. I, I mean, I don't think anybody saw it being like this. Oh, um, yeah, so it just, in all the, all the trades, it was just a crazy first round. Mm-hmm. It really was. Um. I mean, you had Olave going, or I guess the run started with Garrett Wilson. Uh, Jets had a fantastic first couple round draft. You trade back in to get uh, Jeremiah Johnson from Florida State, the defensive end at 26, who I almost thought the Packers might have taken at 22, or 22, yep. Um, they go with uh, Quay Walker, uh, linebacker, Georgia. I'm excited, along with uh, Campbell. Um, I'm excited for that. They get take uh, De- Deontay Wyatt, um, defensive tackle out of Georgia at 28. Everyone's freaking out because they don't take a cor- uh, receiver in the first round. To me, it made sense that they didn't. Your top six guys are off the board until the second round. There's plenty of talent there. Yeah, the once up. they once all those first round guys went in the first half. <laughs> yeah, it made way more sense to just go defense. Up. And then um I loved the trade up. Uh, to number two in the second round. They take Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. If you've heard any of the sports radio, local sports radio, in the last two months, really, um, that's, all, that's really all they've been talking about. Obviously, Olave, that wasn't going to happen. Saints trade up to get him at number 11. But they trade up. They give up uh, Minnesota trades with them, which was surprising to me. To uh, they give up both second round picks to move up to thirty four to get their uh, receiver. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch 
the uh, any of the drafts after that. Once they got Watson, I did not watch any <laughs> of the other drafts. I, I'm not gonna lie. I just I was so excited at that point that that was that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Any next thought on the drafts? Big picture. You. How'd your dolphins do? I I guess. Oh, I wasn't watching them over particular over anybody. Um, I don't even. I don't even know. I just uh. Anything they were gonna get in the draft wasn't gonna be. I mean, they kind of mortgaged all their stuff in the Hill trade. Yes, so, they I mean, they, they didn't really have a first or second round. No, so. they got they had a third round, fourth round. So they were just like basically bringing in, bringing in you know uh, practice squad guys. Uh, they did pick up uh, Skylar Thompson, a QB, out of Kansas State. We'll see where that goes, but okay, I don't know. I don't think that's no seventh round. Seventh round, okay. they picked him up, but like, I, I wouldn't say that's like a, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think that's any kind of like we're looking for quarterbacks kind of situation. I think they're oh, that, pretty much sold I mean, on like... Tua and. Yeah, that, they're, that's a, that's they're sticking a, that's with a flyer them. At, that's a flyer at that point. Just yeah. someone in, see how he, how he can do. Maybe I mean, turn him into a backup and pick. trade him for picks. Um, sixth and seventh round picks are kind of like that. I mean, yeah. at that point, you're, you're you're throwing darts. You're bringing in talent to see what they can do, and um. I guess I for me I I loved the Packers drafts. I would give it a plus. I mean it wasn't perfect. They they did give up a lot to get Watson, but I loved the pick. Um I, I thought they they brought in uh three uh offensive linemen. It is the strength of one of the strength strengths of the Packers assuming Bakhtiari's healthy, obviously. Um, but they get some depth there. They get, uh, two more receivers in the later rounds to add some depth there. They get some defensive help. I, I, I thought they did as about as good as you could do. And, uh, as a Packer fan, obviously not part of the draft industrial complex, but, um, yeah, it was just a weird, weird. Uh, for at least first round, it was just strange. There was a lot of, a lot of trades. Not really much expected outside of the first few picks, I guess. But yeah, you know, and even then, even the order of the first picks was like never, never uh, really confidently chosen. You didn't really know what was going to happen until, and I think that's what added to the excitement you know nobody really knew what was going to go on and you know sometimes in in years where the drafts like kind of up in the air it's just like oh it's just a bunch of random picks okay but this year it was there was moves and those are always exciting like trades and this guy moving here and people trading up people trading down that's always makes 
adds an extra element as opposed to drafts where it's largely just everybody's just picking guys. Yeah, we didn't even get to the uh, two uh, uh, veteran receivers receivers getting traded. Uh, AJ Brown goes to uh, the Eagles for uh, eighteen, basically for Traylon Burks, and then uh, forgive me, who did uh, Arizona get? Oh crap! Oh. Who did they get? Uh, Marquise Brown. They got Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. Thank you. And uh, that uh, pick, uh, Ravens went uh, defense because obviously the Ravens are going to go defense because their mm-hmm. defense is amazing every year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that they actually got a. I'm, I apologize for that. They got a off. Uh, Center, offensive lineman. Oh yeah, that they need that too. The Ravens just know what they're doing. Yep. Well, they know what they want to do, and they draft accordingly. And they don't get cute. They don't do silly stuff. They just we like to play defense and run the football, and it's what we've always done. We're always going to draft that way. Even even Lamar Jackson plays into that. Like, yeah, he's a great quarterback and all that, but like, really, you don't draft him because he's gonna throw for five thousand yards and fifty eight touchdowns. That's not why you draft him. You draft him because you can, he can run the ball and you can work him into your running game. Yeah, ex- excellent point. Um. So yeah, that was the NFL draft. Uh, anything else to that add to that? I know that was kind of sloppy. We didn't have a lot of well, uh, it's true insight for you, but well, I mean, if you're, I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for a draft recap that's going to go into the fifth round and break down why the Jacksonville Jaguars traded two sevens and a six for to move up two spots in the if you want something like that I mean there's going to be dudes who can give you a lot better breakdown on that already there's you know but if you want to know what happened and how we feel about it we can give you that and that's going to be first first couple rounds is really that's the impact players right like otherwise we're talking about practice squad players and we ain't got time for that. We got a lot of sport to cover and a lot of sports to watch in a week, right, Polly? Exactly. Excellent point, Jason. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, anything else to add to the draft? Uh uh Kansas uh Kansas City getting uh George George Karloffis, who is uh linked to the Packers, I thought was a great pick. Uh one more. Um Daxon Hill to the Bengals. Um, safety that was also linked to the Packers. Um, great picks. Again, I I guess I don't really understand why Minnesota traded with us to get up there. Uh, outside of the fact that they did steal uh, uh, Justin Jefferson from us two years ago, mm. and that's why we were forced to take, not forced to take, um, Jordan Love. That's why we took Jordan Love because Je- we wanted Justin Jefferson. He got stolen from us, and that's what started the whole con- controversy. Again, I'm a Packer homer. 
not take me for a word uh, on this, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> Again, that's all I have on the draft. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't. I'd be more surprised if teams wouldn't do that than I would be. Then I'd be surprised if they did. Because I mean, think about it. If you're the Vikings, the Bears, or the or the Lions, like your job isn't so much to win games as it is to beat the Packers. Any division with a long-running tyrant goes that way. You build your team to beat the best team in your division. Because once you can do that, then you can worry about the playoffs and you can get in there consistently and all those types of things. Very good point. Very good point. Um, all right. Yeah. Starting to ramble here a little bit. So, um, <laughs> if, any final thoughts on the draft before we, uh, give you, uh, what to watch this week? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. So I didn't realize until today when I saw the advertisement for it, uh, Kentucky Derby weekend is this, uh, Saturday and all the hype and hoopla and, all that good stuff that go into it should be for the first time in a couple of years, a packed 150,000 people uh, packed into uh, downs there for the fastest two minutes um, with a 10 hour hype that you could ever have. <laughs> so we've got that going for you. We've got the, uh, Hockey playoffs started yesterday. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs got a big win against the two-time champion uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, my uh, series that I'm watching the most because uh, or Austin Matthews, Toronto's uh, young phenom, led the league in uh, points this year. So, and Toronto hasn't won the Stanley Cup since 1967. Uh, and also, Canada hasn't won their home sports uh, greatest trophy since, I believe it was 1991, somewhere in there. And so Toronto, if they can get past the Lightning, have a great chance to bring home the Stanley Cup to Canada for the first time in a long time. So we're looking at that. We've got basketball. We've got baseball going on. Uh, great time of year to watch sports, guys. So mm-hmm. anything else to add? No, that seems about it. That seems about it. Sounds like we got a good week of sports behind us and an even better one ahead of us. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was a fine talk. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We love all of you. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. We will uh, talk to you soon.